Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Another week, another NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Sneaky with Scott yet again. Scott, how you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, a little bit bad. The season's over. I mean, there's Origin coming up, but the end is near. And <laughs> hey, what did you think of the grand final that we had this year? Interesting one. I I know. I tipped Melbourne. I thought Melbourne were going to win. It looked like they are going to win like 50 nil at one stage. Uh, good comeback from the Panthers at the end to make it an exciting finish. Uh, a bit of a heart racer, but um, yeah, I think the better team won. But... Yeah, I don't think it'll go down as one of the greatest grand finals of all time. Unfortunately, uh, I've, I made the point when they ran out that uh, the Panthers, that is, that they looked very um, almost uh, like they were celebrating before kickoff as they run out, jumping around with their uh, extra reserves who formed a tunnel for them to run out to. Um, mm. I thought that was a bad sign. And then I think it was 22 nil at half time. So it probably goes on to prove that, that thought process. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I did see that too. Jumping up and down, Melbourne looked very focused, ready to get the job done, no matter how it, what it, what it took for them to get the job done. Uh, I mean, they end up with two players being sinbin at the end, holding down things. Melbourne just was going to get it done, no matter how they're going to get it done. If it was going to be flashy, if it was going to be down and dirty, they just looked like they were switched on and ready to win, no matter how, whatever it took. Yeah, another very professional performance by the Melbourne Storm. When you go say the better team, All right? Mm, I agree. I think the best thing about this grand final is the uh, videos of Brendan Smith coming out. <laughs> After well, I read an article today that um, the Melbourne Storm every Monday at 5pm had Storm Hour where they'd connect to Frank Polisi, who was in Melbourne, and he'd read out fan mail to the team about uh, Victorians doing it tough in lockdown and what uh, their performances meant to them. So that was quite nice. I'd say that's my favourite part of the post grand final. Yeah, that's actually pretty enormous that um I did actually read that too. Uh them doing that with the conditions where Victoria were pretty much under lockdown until this week actually. So they've just been got some freedom back. So I suppose the only thing they had going for them was the sport going on in the teams. So That's right. And the Melbourne Storm was a big part of that. All right, Scotty, it's the Bulldogs fans podcast, so it's gonna be a shorter one should we get into some of the news. And we've had some big news stories in the last week or so. Let's get it let's get it started, eh? Okay, well go ahead. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing it. That's why I was looking at you, waiting for you to announce it. I thought you asked me, so I said send it back to you to make the announcement. Alright, well the Bulldogs have obviously announced the uh, signing of Kyle Flanagan, the halfback from the Roosters, who was cut uh, half uh, halfway through a two year deal and signed a three year deal with the Bulldogs. What are your thoughts on that? Hallelujah, a halfback. Finally got a halfback. Yeah, I was, um, he's been in the Rooster system, obviously. He's been in the Shark system when they were successful. So he comes from a very solid grounding. Um, I think he's a couple of years behind Nathan Cleary in terms of development. He might not reach the heights of Cleary, but I think he'll go close. And I see him as a future uh, New South Wales player. Could potentially play for Australia in his career too. So give him a another 18 months to develop, and we'll have a really handy halfback on our hands. A handy halfback, a goal-kicking halfback. Uh, you can go through the uh, Bulldog social medias and see some of his uh, stuff this year at the Roosters. This is his first top-grade year at the Roosters, and I thought, you know, he started off a bit quiet pre-COVID. Uh, then he found his feet in the middle of the year, and then he got dropped after one 
poor game. And then he came back, and I think he finished off the season quite well. Uh, he had a shoulder injury in his last game for the Roosters. Uh, and he had to play with uh, some needles in the second half. So he, sh- he shows like he's a tough character. Uh, he's classy. He's got um, all the skills, everything he needs to develop into a great half. He's just, it's now up to him. The opportunity is there. Uh, he walks in straight away as number one halfback. He walks straight into the club, being number one pick. Uh, it's an exciting thing because you st- I was just actually thinking, when was the last time the Bulldogs actually had a genuine halfback? And it would probably be Trent Hodkinson. At, um, and that's been a while now <laughs> since he played for the Bulldogs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you're right. He definitely walked straight into the squad, and it's now his team. Uh, who we partner with him at 5'8 is um, the question going forward. Is the only question going forward as far as our halves go. Yeah, we don't know if there's other signings coming in who could partner at Vive 8 or if it's one of the current boys. Yeah, well, we've touched on the Matt Burton rumours that really haven't changed since last time we talked about it, so we'll probably just skip through that and move on. Um, other news, uh, Bulldogs legend, former captain, uh, is to part ways with the Bulldogs uh, only after 12 months as the club's head of football. Uh, he started in August last year. Uh, he's been under scrutiny towards the end of the year after reports that the Bulldogs power brokers were at crisis point uh, between the Leagues Club and the football operations. Apparently, he's also being blamed for the whole clean out your lockers saga. Thoughts on that, Scott? Yeah, it didn't. Um, it looked like a clean out was going to happen. Um, usually, when you're moving in a new direction, people have to move in up positions. It looks like Andrew Hill somehow. Sp- survives i mean i reckon it's between them two really who just survive and who not to um yeah I mean, well, reports suggest they were at loggerheads as well yeah so um usually when it, like that happens one only one can survive so a few of the board members are gone now steve price is gone adam tolman did brush the rumor of clean out your lockers um mm. but we again we don't know the actual details if like the lockers if it was a notice, like you said, it could be potentially a, they got a notice in the final week that it has to be cleaned out by a certain date. Um, that's probably not the best timing to let the players actually play the last game, especially someone who's been there for 10 years. Um, we don't know. But I suppose if they smoke this fire, uh, the, there was even rumours that some of the players turned off Steve Price as well towards the end of his stint. But I guess we'll just we'll never know. So sad to see a Bulldogs legend leave. Uh, agreed. Second time. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but in some more exciting news, um, and I, I believe Josh Jackson has released a statement to members and fans, which you will go through shortly. But before we get to that, the Bulldogs have announced that former All Blacks uh, coach and winning rugby union World Cup coach Steve Hansen is set to join the club. He'll join as a consultant to the football operations. Yeah, so I'm not massive, you know me, I'm not very massive on rugby union, you probably know more about this, but all I can say, being a 2015 World Cup winning coach for the All Blacks, I think there's no higher honour when it comes to rugby union, especially in New Zealand. Uh, pressure's on them, they, they always have pressure on them, New Zealand, because they're always expected to win it, they're expected to win everything, so they're mm. not... Think so that there's always pressure, when they make the final, It's not that's not an achievement for them, the achievement is the prize at the end. So having the whole nation, it's the national sport over there. So he would feel the pressure. He comes to a team that the fans demand success, but they haven't had much in the last, the past few years, past four or five years. So 
I mean, from an, from me looking not much about Union, um, what he can bring to the uh, to their club, you know, how to handle pressure moments, what it's like to be a champion side, uh, different culture, you know, all the things that might not be as much tactical of the game, but being able to drive that culture, what it is like, what you need to be to be a, a professional athlete, performing at your best week in, week out, how to achieve your heights, little things like that. Um, people have gone to Union, like Wayne Bennett has done some stuff with Union. Apparently Trent Barrett's worked with him as well. That's why the connection's there. Um, you can learn from different sports, and if you're going to learn from Rugby Union, there's no better person than to go to someone who's won a World Cup for New Zealand. But that's right. The official title he's got now is High Performance Consultant, and I think it's a great move uh, for all the reasons why you've just what you just uh, put down on the record. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the fact that he's a high-performance consultant and not a high-performance manager or someone that's going to be there day-to-day because he's not going to have the expertise to do that at a rugby league club. Mm-hmm. But all the things that, um, as a consultant, all the things that you've mentioned earlier, he's more than capable of doing. Uh, I know that the Melbourne Storm and the All Blacks have done a lot of work together as far as culture goes and how a high-performing unit is supposed to look and work and run. Um, so they've done a lot of work together. And you see Melbourne Storm are the probably probably the best-run club in the LRL. Maybe mm. the Roosters could have an argument there. Um, but, yeah, Melbourne Storm are up there as one of the best-run clubs in the LRL. And I think if you look across into International Rugby Union, the All Blacks are definitely the best-run uh, national team in Rugby Union. And there's some similarities between the Melbourne Storm and the New Zealand All Blacks. So if you could bring some of that to the Bulldogs, I don't see how that could be a bad thing. Also, I just want to add the Kyle Flanagan signing as well. Like you said, you've linked uh, the Roost- like Roosters and Storm as being the benchmark of the professionally run clubs. Kyle Flanagan's going to bring in a level of professionalism working closely with Cooper Cronk, who would have worked obviously closely with the Storm, obviously being a Storm player and working closely. Um, that's another thing. Kyle Flanagan will be... Uh, Bring a, a different, I don't know a level of professionalism. No, working with players who've won back-to-back grand finals, uh, the inside knowledge, like you said earlier. So it, it looks looks exciting. It's 2021 starting to um, get really really exciting. Like we, the, you can see it. It's I know it's yeah. I'm a fan of the way the club's going and the signings they're making. And you, the Steve Hanson one was uh, really out of the blue for mine. I, I got the email. <laughs> Earlier today, when I was trying to rest after work, and I read it, and I was like, "Oh, where did that one come from?" <laughs> There's been no talk about that whatsoever. So that tells me that they're doing some good work behind the scenes when signings that are not being leaked or thought about in the media or in the public are being mm. announced. Especially big signings like, that. yeah, because it came out to the members, and then the journalists were writing it after that. So that's actually exciting. Like you said, when you've announced a signing, like the Kyle Flanagan signing. He well, that's a bit different. Involved another club and a lot more people involved within the game. So yeah, he announced his they all the journalists were about announcing the signing, and then he announced his departure from the Roosters. Then the following day, announced that he signed with the Bulldogs. But it, that one, but yeah, I know mm. what, you, what you're saying with that. That took me off by surprise too when I read that as well. Okay, what is it. what is Josh Jackson had to say to members and fans for this club? Oh, I think he's one of your favourites. Uh, he just uh, wanted to say, I want to start this open letter with a heartfelt thanks for your support over the past 12 months. 2020 has been an incredible, challenging year for everyone here at Belmore, but I also want to acknowledge how tough it has been for you, our PAC members. The COVID restrictions put in place to protect our season have meant 
the connection you have with the NRL squad has been largely put on hold. I'm looking forward when our Members Day community visits and junior clinics can return in 2021 as we get as, as much out of these experiences as you do. Despite the constant changes we've had to endure in 2020, it made me proud to see members still turning up to watch us watch us take the field and pledging their membership fee to the club. It amazed me to find out that even though the toughest of time, members were still willing to back us 100% and commit their financial support to the club. What has been uh, constant through this year is our determination to approve on behalf of behalf of our members. Our club moves as one pack, and we want to make you as proud to be a Bulldog. The signings of Trent Barrett and representative players like Luke Thompson and Nick Kodrick has shown we are committed to moving forward in 2021. And with our membership renewals beginning in October, we want to to remain on this. Want you to remain on this journey with us. I can't tell you how much the support means to our squad, especially during the tough times. Whether you are in the stands at every game cheering us on, or from home, we know that you're standing with us. In addition to supporting the NRL squad by renewing your membership, you're directly supporting the club here at Belmore enabling our community programs to expand and helping our pathways. As an, as an important member of the pack, I invite you to renew in October. 2021 is already building as an exciting season here at Belmore, and we're determined, we're determined to make the area proud. See you soon, Josh Jackson, club captain. Very good. I was sort of, to, I was sort of expecting you to um, skim for that, but you've gone for the whole... The whole... Uh, the whole um, released statement there so good work well the memberships are on sale so i thought i wouldn't skip that part that's it get in there now okay scotty um let people know what's happening on the socials and i think we're just about done yeah so uh if you i mean we've spoken about this in the last episode we're running through the top 15 tries uh we've currently just posted uh the the 12th best try today um i might just quickly run through them um, they'll be on all our social medias from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter. Um, so the first try was the Tim Lifi try against South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, our second try was the Matt Dury try against the Seagulls. And a third try was the Local Lewis try against the Seagulls. And we just posted Kieran Foran's try against the Warriors coming in at 12. So it's starting to heat up. We're going towards our top 10. Our next one will be posted, it's usually with every second day, just to build some excitement and look on. I know it hasn't been the best year, but there has been some exciting play, nonetheless, in 2020. And uh, what seeing some good stuff happening on the field makes me pretty happy. So that's why I've, we've kind of decided to post all these videos on our socials. So where are those social accounts, Scotty? On Twitter, at NRL Bulldogs fans. Instagram at NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. Yeah, and our Facebook page is NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Uh, you can catch all the videos. They're all the exact same. So whatever social <laughs> person you like, uh, but whatever social platform you like, give us that. But also give us a, a big like on Facebook. We're still new to it. Uh, just just slowly tickling a few followers and a few likes in there. But yeah, give us a like. We're pretty new to it. Um, and it's pretty odd that we went Facebook last when it's one of the older social medias, but make us feel welcome there. All right, until we speak to you next time, guys. Bye.